can't relate. Straight talk going, say not safe. For you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm outer space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going, state to state. What's going on, guys? Your host, your boy, George McKay, back in the Straight Talk Studios. As you already know, my backdrop is always looking so sweet. And man, I got a good one today. I got a special one. I have the master of the Moonwalk DDT. That's right. Please help me welcome. And if you don't know him, I don't know where you've been hiding in the wrestling world. But please help me welcome Santana Jackson to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Ow! <laughs> I was just going to say, I got like, the face on right now. I'm just a... Uh... I've been wearing makeup all week. You know, I've been traveling. So today I get to just be me. <laughs> and that's that's a great part about it is, but to be, you always have your counterpart right behind you, the man who's the inspiration for everything you are. So I guess the, the first question is, I mean, Michael Jackson, icon, pop icon. Uh, you mentioned in the five questions with my daughter that will air the Saturday before we drop this conversation, that The Rock is also a big influence. You talk about two larger than life personas. And how did you decide... <laughs> I'm going to mesh this together and see what I can do to kick open the door in the wrestling world. And you did. If anyone hasn't seen that Moonwalk DDT video, find it anywhere. Just literally Google Moonwalk DDT and it pops up right at the top. A little bit everywhere for sure. It's been going crazy. Everyone talks about it. Like I got a lot of wrestling fans that, uh, you know, I'm, fan, I'm a fan of wrestling. So I love wrestling. So to be able to wrestle and then be Michael Jackson too is cool. But with how this all worked out, how it came out to be was, um, I work for the show. I work for the MJ Live show at the Stratosphere. So I do the Michael show there. I'm one of the headliners. And um, they got a, 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 I was able to make money to afford to do classes with wrestling. So I started taking FSW. I went to them and started training with them. And I told them who I was. And they're like, oh, you do Michael Jackson? Well, you definitely should do Michael in one of the matches one day. I was like, very skittish about it. But I was like, you know what? Why not? For fun. I'll do the makeup on. I'll jump in there and do something. I wasn't sure what yet. But when the time came, the Moonwalk DDT sprung out into action you know so um yeah that's just kind of like I kind of how that happened you know it wasn't like uh, I was expecting to be Michael and wrestle I was just gonna do Michael on the side and wrestle as me but then it like combined together and then you got the the pop king of wrestling now it, it literally is a match made in heaven it's it's such a unique and simple character just taking someone who you normally wouldn't see in that world and then bring them in to the wrestling world and it works like uh, one of my favorite in doing my research. One of my favorite videos is a clip of your top 10 moves. And literally everything is reminiscent of a Michael Jackson signature dance move. My favorite one is where you walk the ropes and you're doing the uh, like the beat hand it. move. Yeah, man. I call that the beat it rope walk. <laughs> <laughs> the beat it rope walk, uh, the moonwalk DDT. There's so many and they're all entertaining. You are so entertaining when you're in that ring. And another cool video that I found is one of you, I guess, at one of your training classes. And you guys are just doing your, your jogs around the ring. And Jake the Snake, I, I don't know if he's one of the trainers there or he was there for a yeah. seminar. You yeah, stop. Yeah, you stop midway in, in your, your laps. And you moonwalk hat, like a, a side of the ring. And he's just like, what the hell? <laughs> because I'm the next one to take over that DDT. So I was like, let me show him what I'm adding into it. So I had the moonwalk in front of him. So, you know, he actually... He he provide, he uh, fixed my DDT. He made it a lot more cleaner, so that way it looks a little a little bit of a, more harder hit when I do it, um, and it just looks you know nicer, you know. So I, I figured a new way of transitioning into it, and 
Like, I thank Jake for everything. Like, if it wasn't for Jake, I wouldn't have had the DDT at first. But I would have the moonwalk and dropkick or something. But moonwalk DDT is what happened. So, you know, thank you, Jake. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when you when you literally learn how to do the cleanest DDT from the man who personified the DDT. I mean, DDT and Jake the Snake go hand in hand. And again, there's another larger than life character, right? Involved yeah. in so many big moments in wrestling. And then had a little bit of a nosedive, found his redemption, his way back. And now he's passing all that knowledge. I mean, being a wrestling fan like you are, when you walk into your training class the first day and you see a Hall of Famer, a legend like Jake the Snake, myself, I would be geeking out because I'm a hardcore fan. I, I love the business since I was five years old. I've lived and breathed it. And now to sit down and talk with people that I'm a fan of and being able to add you to the list, super cool. But the moment you walked in and you saw Jake the Snake, you being a wrestling fan yourself, what was running through your head? I don't know what to think. I mean, as a, as when you walk in, you have to be professional. So, you know, when, in, in the wrestling world, when we walk into class, we shake everyone's hand. We walk up to everyone in there, we shake and then introduce ourselves. That's the way, it, you know, the business, that's how it is. We respect one another. So you walk up to Jake, too. You have to say hello to Jake the Snake. How you doing? I'm Santana. He knew who I was. So that was cool. And he was like, oh, you're the Michael. And then, you know, we have a conversation going on. He's a funny guy, great guy. But he was just one of the other trainers that we had. We had, like, D'Lo Brown was training us. We had Disco Inferno training us. I mean, we had a lot of big names. Uh, you know, I, I'm just, uh, trying to think of all the good names out there. But we had, like, we had many guys in there working. With, we had Killer Cross working with us. We had Brian Cage working with us before, you know. All these guys are now in A&W, WWE, Chris Bays, and impact right now like these guys are coming off of fsw and like just to work and learn from these guys is amazing because inside you know you gotta be real how you doing yeah but inside as a kid i'm like ah, my god it's you it's you it's you it's you ddt me no <laughs> but it's like you just gotta be cool with these guys these guys are really cool respectful they're not you know uh I don't know how to say it. They're, just like, they're not they're just egomaniacs they're just they're down ego. on no, the, they don't have yeah. this ego like yeah hey, you, why are you talking to me like I mean, I'm cool with Sabu. Sabu's a real cool guy, too. Like, you wouldn't expect that, you know? But it's like, man, you walk up to him, like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, this guy's awesome. This guy's not like, you know, don't talk to me. I hit you with a chair or something. I have to say this about wrestling. What I've learned in, in kind of all the conversations that I've had is that a lot of wrestlers nowadays, especially with the curtain pulled back the way it is and the fact that the fans kind of know everything sometimes before the wrestlers themselves know it. Um a lot of wrestlers are keen on passing down that knowledge to the future, to the next generation, because it's almost like if you're in, you're in and you're the future of the business. Everyone that passes on a little bit of knowledge to someone, whether it's the kid that's at his first wrestling seminar or the young lady that's taking her first bump in the ring or, you know, the, the 25 year old that finds the passion that, you know, I want to do this or the, the rookie ring announcer, the rookie commentator, whoever it is, everyone in wrestling, it's one of the most um, uh, generous sports and passing on knowledge because everybody wants to just keep it going and keep it going with the best. Would you not say that's how you felt and seeing all these guys and, and learning a little bit here and there from these guys? Absolutely. I, I want to prove that, you know, I can, I can, I can hang with them. I can do this and I'm a part of this, you know, I can be part of this family, you know, this is what I want to do. So it's like another test there. You got to show them that this is what you want to do. This is what you're going to do. I'm not just a gimmick, you know, I'm not just, Hey, a Michael Jackson guy. No, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> I'm a Michael Jackson wrestler. That's the only difference. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? You're no slouch. Like I said, that video, you can find it on YouTube, the top 10 uh, Santana Jackson moves, and they're all Michael Jackson moves, and they are phenomenal. But your speed, 
is next level and your agility is phenomenal. And also to do the, the moonwalk uh, tightrope, as you call it, I mean, that takes balance. I don't have mm. balance. Dude, I get out of bed in the morning and I fall on my ass 95% of the time because I always put one leg down first over the other instead of putting both down. And yeah, I just, I fall on my ass all the time. I wake my wife, wife up. She's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, sorry, I just, just wiping the sleep out of my eyes. I have no balance and stability, but you have all of that. And like I said, I, I think people in the ring, sometimes they may doubt you, but then when they get in the ring with you and they see what you can do, it's awe-inspiring. Like some of your matches are phenomenal. And I that's not me kissing your ass. That's me just being, when I did my research, I already knew who you were, but when I did my research, I was like, damn, this guy's got some, this guy's got some skill and you really, really do. And that's a testament to you and the work you're putting in. You know, I appreciate it. You know, I definitely want to just, I want to prove myself to everyone there who watches me, who may doubt me. They think, oh, this guy's just a gimmick. I mean, the honky tonk man, if that's if you want to compare me to anybody. You guys will compare me to Honky Kong, man. Who was he impersonating? And that's Elvis there. I'm Michael, you know, but we both came in and he did his own thing. He became a legend, didn't he? He got his own name out there. I mean, why can't I do this? So I was like, I, I'm going to push, I'm going to put the work in. I'm going to show him that I'm not just a, a face or, or a character. I'm a, I'm a wrestler. This is what I love. I watched this since I was a kid. I grew up watching wrestling. The Rock has been one of my favorite wrestlers. Actually, one of my moves is dedicated to him, like the elbow I do. I drop an elbow. I do like a, so. It's a mixture of Dolph Ziggler's elbow and the rocks. The mm. setup, the rock setup. I go across the body dancing like Michael. I hit the rope, big spin like Michael. And I jump in the air for that big Dolph Ziggler jump, you know, elbow. So I kind of got a mixture of those guys there. But and like that's that's just me trying to prove, get a little further, push a little harder. Well, you, you're you're doing a phenomenal job. Like I said, I mean, anybody can do the research, they can see you. And uh, the fact is, as a good friend of mine, I, I have to shout him out because if I don't, he'll be really upset with me. Joe Hagan, he was at the Cotton Club uh, function there in Vegas. And he told me about you. And I, I was like, Joe, I already know who he is, man. It's the king of the Moonwalk DDT. He's like, isn't that Carmella? I'm like, no, that's not Carmella. And we'll get into Carmella. We'll get into Carmella in a minute for sure. Yeah, we're going to get there next. We're going to get there for sure. But he was like, man, you got to, the stories that he would have. And I was like, yeah, for sure. He's on my shortlist. He's like, well, I can make the intro. I'm like, well, then hook a brother up, man. Make the intro. And he did. And here we are. So Joe, thank you, Joe. There, I did the shout out. Now leave us alone. We have to talk wrestling for the rest of the show. We heard you, Joe. We love you. <laughs> we do. We love you, Joe. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we have to, we obviously have, now it's business. We got to get business. We got to get serious. Carmella, the video of uh, the Moonwalk DDT, it went viral. And she actually retweeted it and said, yeah, I've seen it. Stop tagging me. I can do it better. Stay tuned. A few weeks later, she did do it. But mm -hmm. I got to be honest. And again, this is not kissing your ass. Yours was fluid. Yours was phenomenal. Hers, on the other hand, there we go. Moonwalk DDT, perfect, I love it. Hers, on the other hand, was not. But when a recognized name in the business, one of the top women in the WWE, tweets your yeah. video and says, I could do it better, stay tuned. How was that? Was there a little beef starting? Was there a little uh, uh, rumble brewing between you and Carmella at that point? Honestly, I felt a little, a little taken back by it. I was like, she's talking to me? <laughs> like, all I did was something I love to do, and now, you know. I get that she was a moonwalker herself. That's what she does. But she, we, we, we both play, we do it our different ways. You know, she does it her way. I do it my way. I slide a little more. She gets stuck. It's okay. It's all right. I got love for you anyway. But the whole difference is, you know, when she did it, I watched it. And I, I was like, I watched that pay-per-view. I was, I was watching it like a hawk. 
And when I seen her do it, I really got depressed because they called it what the moonwalk headlock takeover. Yeah. Because they, they didn't really call it the moonwalk DDT. Yeah. I don't think they wanted to give me that shout out, which is fine. And then she did it co- incorrectly. You know, she stopped, she posed, threw her hand up, and then she dropped it with the DDT. I, it was cool to see it, put it like that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's that's acknowledgement. That's a little respect. That's also letting everyone knows else know that, you know, you've seen me, you know who I, who I am, you paid attention. But I did call her out on the challenge. I did say, hey, well, let's do a moonwalk competition, you know, and I never got no response back to that, but that would have been fun to do. But besides her using it, I mean, that was cool to see it being done. Like, you know, the wrestlers saw something I did and to, to, you know, copy it basically with like, I guess, that's, um, flattering, I guess it'd be flat, flattery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, imitation some, is some, the some sincerest form of flattery. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, but, she did it. And again, like you said, yours is a lot better. And again, it's, that's I'm just not me. like that. I don't think like that, like, oh, I'm better or anything, but no. You know. But it's I true. It. They put it like that. I did it. Let me switch back to my other hand. <laughs> I, I did it. I did it. I just want to make sure she did see this, you know, Carmella. <laughs> so talk to me about Michael. Because, I mean, Michael has so many classics. Michael has so many you songs. You see, all this, you see all this stuff? I can talk to you about Michael. All that in his clothes right there. I, I do see that. I do see that. That is an impressive wardrobe. That's the second clothes. That's the second wardrobe right there in the closet. <laughs> that that's perfect it's no joke so for me michael jackson i mean he holds a special place in my heart for sure music wise uh he's one of the first artists that i kind of discovered as a kid and uh the reason why was the smooth criminal like the moonwalker movie i watched mm-hmm. it uh we we used to have something in here in canada much like america has mtv we had something called much music and okay. um it was on there on a halloween i was like seven years old i came back from trick-or-treating at like 7 30 and it was there and I just remember him walking in that white suit, the, the trademark white suit that we all know and love. And Smooth Criminal happened, and I was blown away. I would literally go to school, and I would just, I would try to mimic all the moves. Me and my friends, we would try to be, and we, we have no rhythm. I have no rhythm. I'm a two-stepper. <laughs> but when I was seven years old, I didn't realize that I didn't have any rhythm. But yeah, for me, Smooth Criminal, number one, hands down. And then after that, black and white, for sure. Um, those are like my two Michael Jackson songs. And then I would have to say, uh, my favorite album of all time, though, is Bad, because I love Bad. Bad is one of my, again, top three songs. And you mentioned that, you know, you have Billie Jean you love to dance to, oh, Human yeah. Nature you love to sing. But if those two didn't exist, where would you rank? Like, can you give me the next two or three Michael Jackson songs that you just vibe to? Oh, I, Dancing Machine. Okay. I get down with Dancing Machine. This is just... Uh... Dancing, dancing, dancing. You just, you just, do, 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 dancing. You just feel it. It's funky, but I love dancing machine. That's another funky one I get down to. Um, what about the way you make me feel? That's got a good backbeat too. You make me feel, yeah. I like doing that because I like doing that with a partner, chasing someone around, dancing with them, having them part of it. That's kind of my. So with that, yeah, I mean, but like I said, we make me feel definitely you get to move around my with dancing machine. I could be all robotic and do everything I want to do. What? <laughs> But the way you make me feel is great too, especially when you interact, interact with a partner. Yeah, a partner. Oh, there we Thank go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, what? So surprise. When, the way you make you feel is your duet song. But I mean, would you not agree that in terms of his music and the legacy that he left behind? I mean, some of those songs really resonate now, especially with what the world is going through, uh, especially black and white. I would say for sure. Oh, yeah. A lot of his political, a lot of his music was very political. It had its political undertones. And I don't think a lot of people recognized 
how ahead of his time he was in his lyrical ability. Would you would you not say that they always recognize his performance? They always recognize his always vocals. Recognize that. Absolutely. They always say his dancing was amazing, but you gotta listen to what he was telling you, the message he was spreading. Mm-hmm. Heal the world, man in the mirror. This, these are all deep messages that he's trying to tell you. You know, we can make a change of ourselves. Man in the mirror, that's what he's telling you. You can change yourself by looking at the man in the mirror, become a better person, love people better, love, love yourself, you know, respect other people like you respect your mother. Um just you know, and then with the heal the world, just just like let's all come together basically. Let's stop. You know, you're black, I'm white, Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, someone's on their knees. It doesn't matter. It just we're all the same, we all we all together. You know, we all we, we all bleed, we all got bones, we all just different cultures. That's all we we was grown different ways, but we still same people. You know, and Michael just wanted everyone to get together, you know, like hold hands around the world like for real. It wasn't like a fake thing he was trying to make up. He wanted everyone to link link up for real around the world. Like this is a united world, like we're all together. There's no nobody's out for each other, out for themselves, they're out to help another person out, you know. Absolutely. And I believe in that. And that's the last time I live my life. You know, I do a lot of charities. I do hospitals, uh, weddings. You know, I do a little bit of everything I can to get my name out there, help out people. Um, you'll see me at St. Jude's Ranch. I do stuff with them with kids, performing for them, doing Michael stuff, you know, of course, Thriller and, you know, Billie Jean, the songs they like, whatever they want me to do. But, it's, you know, it's making a change to everyone, wherever, wherever I meet. I try to make a change in their life, try to make them feel better, try to make them see there's, there's more to life than what you see right now, you know? Absolutely. That, and that, you're right. That's a great message. You, you, one of the things you said that resonates, I always say this to my kids, uh, both my five-year-old and my 12-year-old who you sat down with, I always say, it doesn't matter the skin color because we all bleed red. Yeah. And that's and that's that's the truth of the matter. And you said the same thing. So I, I feel like we're on the same wavelength there. And if a lot of people were on the same wavelength as us, as us this would make the world 10 times better. So I got to yeah, ask. I mean, let's hate. Let's hate. They pe- less people walking around with attitude, looking at you angry for no reason. Especially when you try to say hi to someone, they're like, "What do you mean? I'm just saying hi. I didn't want a dollar. I didn't want nothing from you. I'll say hi. Sorry, Tito. I love you too." <laughs> I I only I only ever look at somebody with a stink face if I'm in the line at Tim Hortons or I'm in the line at a coffee shop and you're ordering an overcomplicated drink at six thirty in the morning. Just get a coffee. Get your two milks, your two sugars, whatever you want to get, and get the hell out so I can get mine and I can get the hell out. That's all I care. That's the only time I look at somebody with a stink face. Once I have my first sip of coffee, the world is a better place. The world is beautiful. <laughs> but unless I have that coffee, you don't want to talk to me at least for a good 45 minutes to an hour. You need yeah, to you let me wake up. You don't want to talk to me for 45 minutes when I wake up. <laughs> you don't leave me alone for a little bit. I need to, I need to be happy again. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta get centered. I gotta get centered. I need to get my woosah back and talk to Michael for him. And Michael, am I gonna have a good day today, or am I gonna make everybody beat it? Which one is gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta ask, with the terms of the layers of the character, promo wise and vignette wise, you could really do so much. Like I could, I could see you, um, you know, if you had a big match coming up somewhere, let's just say example against Brian Cage, you could actually film in like an underground parking lot with the jacket, and then just reenact some of those music videos like i know you've you've done a little bit of that here and there but could that be a staple for santana jackson like if you got a big fight coming up and you know it's against a big name oh you know it's gonna look like a music video i'm gonna try to make it like a music video you know something similar to the wesley snipes and michael controversy you know face to face deal and you ain't bad you ain't nothing yeah that'd be great to see brian cage get down you know what i'm saying right i've never seen brian cage dance before but you know (laughs) You could see Jake, you and Jake the Snake, you know, you know, like some underground parking lot and be like, the DDT's mine now. And Jake's like, what did you say? 
Daddy, pass it to me or I'll DDT him. One of those. <laughs> so, Jake, I love you, but it's time to give me the DDT. <laughs> so in terms of, like you mentioned The Rock and obviously Jake the Snake, but is there any other wrestler that you would say, I mean, and Dolph Ziggler, you mentioned him as well, but is there any other wrestler, past or present now? Uh, maybe let's go with present that's coming up like you are in the indie scene that you would love to work with given the opportunity? Um, Coming up? uh. Ooh, who would I like to work with, bro? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's what I do here on Straight Talk Wrestling. I ask the tough questions. Who would I like to work with? Of course, the rock's out of the question. That's not going to happen anytime soon. I mean, I think he's in his own world now. Um, to be honest, I think that would be a fun match with. I, I think what would be really entertaining would be me, Big E. I think me, Big E, Link, because he seems like that character. He has a little bit of a character in him that seems to have fun and if it's not him i think me and nakamura would just definitely go at it and have a great time yes yes you and shinsuke would be dynamite and uh just just because he wears the um the same similar kind of outfit like the black and the red from the thriller music video that would be yeah exactly that would be awesome if you came out and he he had the same outfit and you just kind of looked at each other like Oh, I wear the thriller outfit. He wears his little red and black outfit. We will come on face off. That match would be sick. His kicks versus my kicks. Because I'm working on the kicks now. Being a Michael dancer, you know, I got to do something with my legs. My legs are pretty, pretty lethal. <laughs> yeah, you could do those uh, those Michael Jackson kicks, and then like the every time you kick somebody, instead of doing like the yes, yes, yes thing that everybody does when somebody kicks, you could be like the the hee hee. Hope I did it right. I hope I did it justice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay are you okay that would be okay, so <laughs> so you talked about your charity work you talked about yep. all the stuff that you do which is awesome because charity and wrestling really goes hand in hand as much as wrestling is uh an enjoyable sports entertainment factor to it there's also a lot of giving back and wrestling is one of the the, the truest forms of entertainment that always gives back between make wishes hospital visits and raising money for every kind of charity under sun Wrestling is that real global staple that gives back to the world on a whole. Um, what's that like mixing the wrestling with the charity side of stuff? Like that's gotta be, that's gotta be rewarding for you. I mean, it's cool. I've done some, I did some charity work. Uh, I wrestled for a charity uh, recently. I, I, I don't want to say what it was. I forget what, how to pronounce it. I don't want to pronounce it cor- incorrectly. So, <laughs> but I just did a charity for them to help them earn some money to help out, you know, with everyone else and, wherever it the, whatever I could do to help. I mean, that's not free. So it was like, hey, I'll, I'll wrestle whoever you want. Have me going against like these big thrillers and giant monsters and look like Jack climbing a beanstalk when it comes to these guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I love helping out when I can to do, you know, help out the community, help out everyone around. You know, I work with the officers out here as well. So every time they're doing something for, you know, the, the kids, uh, they do like a a Halloween thing to give out candies and all the officers do like a park thing. I come up and do a performance and walk around, take pictures of everybody. And, you know, like this is charity. This is just out of kindness of my heart. Just so everyone has a good time. They have that memory that they can move on. Hey man, remember that? That was so much fun. I'm going to bring my cousin. They say Vato Loco over there, you know. <laughs> so yeah, the I- voices too. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you do, And you, you knock it out of the park. You are a multi-talented uh, multi-talented cat, man. And you're, you're, you're also really, really humble and really, really nice, which makes for a way, very cool conversation because when you're humble like that, it just flows. Um, but I got to ask when I'm doing my research, I read an article 
uh, a Forbes article, which was fascinating. It was fantastic. And it was all centered around like the viral video and stuff. But it talked about your um, your passion for wanting to perform as Michael. You drove out to Vegas. You were working the strip before you were discovered. It's a, it's a pretty cool and interesting story. And I saw one of the videos. You had this black tarp curtain. You would come out and you're, again, you're 100%, 100% spot on in how you you present yourself. And then you just got approached to be like, hey, let's do this. So talk to me about that. Talk to me about taking the risk of literally packing up everything you own and driving out to Vegas and performing on the strip to hope to be discovered. Like I have, I have kids in Florida. I have two kids. I got a 14-year-old and a seven-year-old. And um, Oh, God bless. I needed, God bless. I needed to do something, you know, to leave a legacy for them, something to leave something behind for them, let them know, you know. They can do anything they want to do as long as they put their mind into it. No matter how old you are, no matter where you are in life, they'll do whatever you want to do. Um, so I kind of, I, I had a friend tell me, hey, your performance and, you know, I've, I've done a lot of stuff in Florida. I was performing, I was doing charities out there. I was helping this one girl who, who, was, who was attacked by her boyfriend who was stabbed over three dozen times and oh she God. survived. So we did a huge charity for her. To, to, you know, I was on the news with her, newspaper, like it went, it went big, you know, and that was just me trying to help out and give back to the family. Um, and I started working on the beach in Clearwater Beach in Florida, St. Pete out there. It's working, working, working the beach. And someone's like, hey, you need to go to Vegas. Your, your, your talent's really good. You're getting better and better every time I see you. I didn't have a really transportation or the money to do so. A friend of mine has actually said, I'll fly you out there. When you get paid, make enough money, pay me back. So they flew me to Vegas. And for a year, I was homeless. I didn't really have uh, means to stay, stay in places. They probably helped me every now and then to get me in a hotel. But um, besides that, I was homeless. So um I worked my butt off on the strip, working for tips and donations. Uh, eventually, I was getting good enough to make enough money because I was dancing, but I didn't do the makeup. Like, I used to dance like this. You know, and then eventually, I learned the makeup. I had another Michael that taught me, my mentor, which I show this guy off everywhere I go. He's behind me. Up. This is the guy that taught me. Wow. Wow, look at that. That's It's like, look, it's like you're there with him right now. That's incredible. I mean, that was my mentor. Wow. And then that's him without his makeup. Wow. That is incredible. So that was Lane Lasseter, if you ever want to look him up. Yeah. That was the guy that made me. Wow. Into the better Michael I am now, because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be as, as, as talented as I am today. <laughs> Wow, that's an incredible story, man. So a year and, and, and like the drive, the drive to keep motivated to do that. There must have been some times where you were unsure about it, but the drive to to keep motivated. I mean, it, it's paid off in dividends uh, because you've worked your out, you've earned everything. And those are the kind of those are the stories of success that you love to hear. And I know you're not done. You haven't even reached your ceiling or your peak. But oh, right. when you so hear much. yourself, when you hear yourself tell the story like that, does it does it reignite that fire? Like I know the fire's never gone, but does it does it kind of spark it a little bit higher to be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck, man, I I I did it. I had no no options, but I did it. And look, like I'm 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 here. I push, man. I I just I know. Um, I listen to it, and it just it just reminds me of everything I went, everything I had to go through. You know, uh, I mean, I have family. Family could help me out. Could reach out to mom, to my dad, but I wanted to do it on my own. So that was like. It was uh, just to prove that you can do anything. Like you can come from being a homeless person in the street. You could have lost everything in your life. But if you could find that one thing that you're good at and push it 
keep getting better at it and keep getting better. So someone notices and snatches you up, you know, or you or you do something with it and you become bigger with it. Now you're making your money. You get back in an apartment. You get back on your feet slowly. You start getting everything back together. You start fixing yourself. And next thing you know, you're, you're a headliner in a show. You're freaking traveling everywhere. You're getting paid good money. You got family living with you now. You're, you know, I came out here alone. I got my mom living with me now, her husband, my brother, his girl. I mean, I can't ask for any much more than that. Maybe my dad, but, <laughs> but you know, besides that, I mean, everything is pretty much working. And my kids, of course. My kids in Florida, which I drive back. I fly back and forth to see that. But like, like I said, you can do anything. You just put your mind into it. You work hard at it. You never quit, never surrender. You know, like there's been going to be times that you're going to think you're never going to make it. And it's not going to happen for you. No one believes in you. No one's like, oh, you, you ain't going to be smacked. I heard that many a time. I heard many people say, oh, get a real job. Oh, this is Michael Jackson stuff. I'm not going to pay. You're not going to make anything out of it. You're going to be nut. You'll be a nobody. Um, mm-hmm. Santana Jackson is not a nobody. This, no? Absolutely <laughs> just so not. you know, I did, I did make a name for myself, and I'm, and I'm not done yet. There's so much more to, to go out there and prove to people that, you know, that not just for me, it's for them too, so they can see if I can do it, you can do it. It's not, you know. I'm not the only person that could do this. Anyone could do this. You just got to be focused. You got to be ready to take that ups and downs and go for that roller coaster. Absolutely, man. You're you're inspiring the hell out of me. Like I just I just do this for fun. I've got a passion for great conversation. But I always every time I, I come downstairs, I'm always unsure about the guest. I'm like, oh, I hope it's gonna do go well. And then I come upstairs, I got a big smile on my face. My wife's like, it was good. I'm like, it was amazing. It was my favorite conversation. And I've literally said that about every single conversation that I've had. A few more questions, and I'm gonna let you go enjoy your evening. But um in terms, <laughs> in terms of uh What's next for Santana Jackson? I mean, when it comes to wrestling, you always want to evolve. You always want to change shape. You want to keep growing, keep getting better. Is there anything, uh, not to give away your trade secrets, but is there anything you're working on, any new moves that you're going to add to your arsenal that maybe you haven't shown yet that possibly I could get a straight talk exclusive? No pressure, just throwing it out there. I'm always working on something new. I got uh, the clotheslines I've been working on. I got different spinning clotheslines from the clothes to the, you've seen the sideways one when I, when I moonwalk sideways and hit them with a clothesline. Well, I got another one I'm working on when I kick their arm, make them spin as I spin an opposite way and then I connect them with a nice clothesline, dropping them down. I mean, that one, I just did that match. I just actually debuted it at, uh, in Santa Ana. So you'll see a match versus, uh, Santana Jackson versus Nick. Ah, oh, get to that name. I'm sorry, Nick. I love you. <laughs> versus Nick. Just look up Santana Jackson versus Nick. It should be uh, I think the only Nick I fought yet. So, <laughs> um, I got to do it. I, I debuted it with him. So, I mean, I think it came out pretty cool. I'm working on a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I'm doing a thriller spot now. So, I don't think you've seen the thriller yet, but uh, I'm getting knocked down. I'm coming back with a full wolf mask and my thriller jacket, and I'm cleaning house. So, that's another thing you might want to see too. That's pretty cool. And more body. You've seen some body slams that you know Michael's getting a little, trying to get a little bit bigger. Michael's getting a little bit bigger. He's getting a little bit more I'm trying to get Michael Jackson going. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Jack, I love that. I love that. So I got to ask because, you know, seeing now all this talent that has been released, there's been a few releases from Impact Wrestling. There was just another crop. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Another crop of WWE stars that have been released. Uh, Mia Yim, Keith Lee, uh, Karrion Kross, Amber Moon. A whole, yeah, they just got released uh, like literally wow. about 25 minutes before we went on to talk about this conversation. So knowing that some of those cats are kind of becoming back possibly 
indie wise, uh, I mean, how much fun would it be back to get back in the ring with Killer Cross? Also, I think you and Keith I, Lee. I haven't, I haven't had Killer Cross yet. I mean, now. Well, but you, I mean, you did a I'm seminar. Gonna, he was I'm a teacher, afraid. right? I, mean, he was... I would love to fight him. That'd be, a, that'd be an amazing fight there. I mean, I got <laughs> pictures Keith with Lee? him. Now, Keith Lee, that's, I seen one of my friends take him on already in WWE, and he got tossed around like a rag doll. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to be fast when it comes to Keith Lee. I'm going to have to pick up speed if I have to take him on. But I think that would be a cool match, too. I mean, of course, I'm a smaller guy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need Braun Strowman as my tag partner, at least. <laughs> Hey, you can never you can never underestimate the small guys, man. Every time I see a small guy go up against a big guy, those are some of my favorite matches. Those are Ray the Mysterio. matches where where a story is really really well told. And I think I think a big guy versus a little guy that's classic wrestling one on one. Would you not agree, Zant? That's classic absolutely, wrestling. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's the strength versus um, uh, speed and heart so, and determination. Absolutely. It's like, who's going to outdo who? Can this big guy really? Because sometimes the big guys are like, I'm going to crush this little guy. <laughs> little guy's like, you think so? <laughs> I'm going to move around until you have an asthma attack. I'm going to keep running around. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move around until you run out of gas, and then I'm just going to knock the shit out of you. That's perfect. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Like, hold on. Nope. My time. <laughs> so you say hold on. <laughs> So you mentioned how, like, after the viral video that you had so many wrestlers knowing who you were. I mean, being a fan of this business and then having, like, I mean, Carmella mentioning it, uh, all these other wrestlers kind of, how, like, as a, as a fan of wrestling, it doesn't get any cool to not, like, whenever somebody, like, when you followed me on Instagram, I was like, yo, we haven't even spoke yet. He's already following me. Like, blessed, blessed. Like, it's just huge. But when somebody I'm a genuine fan of follows me back, I'm like, yo, this is, like, the coolest day ever. So... Are you the same way? Like, I, you're a fan at heart, so are you the same way? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Brian K just I, – I, I invited him over to my show. So he came to the MJ Live show, watched me perform. And then he started following me and liking a lot of my stuff. So I was like, oh, the Brian Cage. Oh, shit. Suffering, puffer cash. Zoinks, man. Like, Scooby-Doo. You know, I didn't know what to say. It's like, you got to tell somebody who likes Arnold. This is Arnold. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to call everybody up and yell at them. You need to know this right now. <laughs> But it's like everyone stop and look at my phone. Look at this now. Just do it. Just do it now. Get to the phone. Get to my Instagram now. It's Santana.jackson7. Do it. Just do it. (laughs) That's it. That's the next promo. When you when you end the Zoom call with me, you got to get your girl to film you doing that and just make that your TikTok. Being like, if you're not following me, I'm going to kill you. Do it now. (laughs) It'll be I can't do it like you did it. You knocked it out of the park. I suck I'm at trying to work on it. Arnold's her favorite, you know. So see that that's her that's her character there. Arnold, Arnold is a an action movie legend. Now she may not like me after I say this, but I think there's one action movie star that is a little bit better than Arnold. And I apologize in advance. Who are you going with? Sylvester Stallone? No, I love I appreciate Stallone, but I'm a Van Damme guy, man. Bloodsport. Oh, Bloodsport is number one for me all time. John Claude Van Damme was always amazing. Mm-hmm. Bloodsport, Death up. Warrants. Double impact. He plays two different characters. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, he's, he's a great actor. He's a great actor. You know, I, my actors, I like Jackie Chan. I'm sorry. Jackie Rumble in the Bronx. Man. I could get down with that. Rumble, Rumble in the, the Bronx, Bronx for sure. Jackie, oh, anything. He make anything a weapon. He can battle with anything. A That's fork, true. a spoon. <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to um the Asian action movie stars, I gotta give it up to my man Jet Lee. Jet Lee is awesome, yeah. Jet Li is amazing. I've seen Jet Li's moves. He's definitely, he ain't playing. He's on a different playing field with everybody else. 
These are like the these are like the Bruce Lee's of the world right here. Like we may have lost Bruce Lee, but you don't got Jet Li and Jackie Chan and all these amazing martial artists out there that just came off of that guy. I don't know. Those are my guys, though. You know, of course Bruce Lee. I gotta say, of course Bruce Lee. Listen, I have like I. That's why I love iTunes, right? Because I used to have a very big movie collection, and as soon as everything went digital, I started buying up all the digital stuff. And like, (laughs) I have it. I love iTunes because it categorizes everything. I've got literally my two favorite styles of movies are action and horror. So if you go into my iTunes collection, I've got like two or three family movies because I got kids. I got kids. I got to have the family movies. I got three or four romantic comedies that my wife has purchased. One of them is mine. I'm not going to lie. No, I'm about to say, don't say just your wife. You're like, my wife. Is no, first. listen, like, listen. You know, every guy. Said that. that told me that you bought one. <laughs> every guy has a chick flick. Okay. And I, I will admit this now proudly. Mine is a walk to remember. Mandy Moore suffering cancer gets me every time. I tear up. I'm not going to lie. Walk to remember is my jam. And also never been kissed with Drew Barrymore. That's a classic too. I like bodyguard. We're going with Whitney. All right. Well, I guess. Yeah. But I, yeah. But Kevin Costner is pretty badass in that too. Yeah, Frank is. Farmer, man, the, the the most the the most typical white boy name, and they gave it to him, and he played it flawlessly. Frank Farmer, <laughs> Frank Farmer, man. Okay, and just the way Whitney says it to him, Farmer, I don't give a fuck. That's that's genius. Love it. Yeah. She, she should have won the Oscar. I'm not even gonna lie. She should have won the Oscar should've. for that. She, she should have killed that song. The songs in there too. She was amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And and like the the creepy guy. No, no, yeah, so creepy. Makes my fucking skin crawl when I see it. Maybe you feel like you just watch this right now. <laughs> I got watch- off of watching it. Like I just saw it. <laughs> I just, I just did. Actually, you know what? I'm not even gonna lie. It's on like AMC almost every weekend. You can flip there at like seven in the morning, and there it is. Yeah, you know, Whitney Houston, Men in Tights. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, action and horror. I have an abundance of action movies and a ridiculous amount of horror movies, and I love my classics and my Freddy, my Michaels, my Jasons. Oh, of course. I'm all, I'm I'm all about those, especially. And now that I got my daughter, who's like my horror movie partner, um, we, I've been showing her all the classics and uh, she loves Michael. She appreciates Freddie. We got through about four Jason. And she's like, Dad, this is so repetitive. Like, why does he kill? I mean, Freddie, I get it. He kills because all the parents on Elm Street, they killed him. And Michael, I get it because that's like he wants to kill his sister. But like, what's up with Jason? I go, Jason's just an angry motherfucker, man. He just doesn't make any sense. He just wants to kill <laughs> people just, because he can't. He just killed people because he could. You know, his mom set him free to go ahead and be an asshole and bada bing, bada boom. That's what Jason I told was her. Born. That's what I, I told met her. I right? Jason, though. <laughs> I met him. Very <laughs> scary looking guy. Wait, you met Kane Hodder? The guy who played Jason oh, yeah. a couple... Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. I got one of the masks from him. It was really cool. Nice. That's awesome. Man, I... I don't know, man. I think you and I are going to be best friends. If you ever make it north of the border, you got to have to come up for dinner. We're going to have to share more stories for sure. I got fans up there and friends. I got a PR that should take care of all my uh, public relations stuff, like my hat and uh, my wristbands and stuff like that I get. Perfect. She she sends all this. She's in Canada out there herself, so she sends me all the Michael MJ stuff. Oh, she's got to get you you booked here. She's got to get you booked north of the border, man. We got to see Santana Jackson. I got to get a passport there. I got to have to dig a tunnel. I get in there somehow. We'll figure it out. You can figure it out, man. As long as you're vaxxed, you're allowed in. It's all good. Yeah, I've been vaxxed. I'm all day, so we're good. Uh, Me too. That means you (laughs) and I can actually go out here and, and have a drink. It'll be awesome. Hey, I don't drink, but I moonwalk while you drink. How's that? that that's totally fine. And then as I'll, I get, as I drink a little I'll bit more. I'll have a Coke because I can't have a Pepsi. And the more you drink, the better I look too. So just keep drinking. Now, wait a minute. You, like- you should be drinking Pepsi because Michael was the Pepsi spokesperson, man. They don't pay me. 
That's true. That's true. No, he's right. He's right. He's right. I apologize. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Michael, hey, Michael. I'm Santana. When I see Santana name on there, then, then I might go ahead and endorse them real quick. Well, that's right it. Now, Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi, if you're watching, if somebody from Pepsi is watching, sponsor this man. You could reenact those commercials from the 80s. It would be awesome. Amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, DDT Carl- I'll DDT Carlton, too. It'd be great. <laughs> so I always end every show where I would, I like to play a game with my guest if you're up for it. Let's do it. Okay, so the game is I'm going to ask you five questions, and, and you just got to say the first answer that pops in your head, no thinking. Sorry, not five questions. My apologies. I'm going to give you options. So, for example, it'll be like ice cream or pizza, and you just throw out your answer. Okay? Got you got it? All right, here we go. The Rock or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Burgers or pizza? Burgers. Coke or Pepsi? Starbucks or A&W coffee? Starbucks. Chicken or pork? Chicken. And there it is. That's, a, that's how easy how we play. Santana, my friend, before you go, I want to officially let you know you are now a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to come back, my friend, it will be an absolute honor to have you. And before you go, if there's anybody out there who's not following you or paying attention, we should all literally slap them. But please shout out your socials so they can follow the amazing journey that is Santana Jackson. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, I'm proud to let you know my name is Santana Jackson. You can find me on your Instagram, Santana.Jackson7, on your Twitter, SJMoonwalkDDT, Facebook, I believe it's Santana Jackson. And it is. Not, someone's going to get these elbows. <laughs> but yeah, follow me. Check me out. I'm going to have my YouTube work up and running here soon. So you'll see Santana Jackson on there. Um, send me money on my cash app and on my PayPal. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, I hope you guys enjoying yourself, man. Thanks for following me. Keep up. I'm sure you're going to see a lot more crazy things coming from me because my life is crazy. Ow! Absolutely. And man, it's been an honor to speak with you. And because I'm a glutton for self-promotion, we already follow each other. But hey, at underscore straight talk on Twitter, straight talk wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're watching this video, that means you're watching the straight talk wrestling YouTube page. So give us a like and a subscribe. We are literally two away from 400 and it will be an honor to hit over that. And like I said, check out all those amazing YouTube videos on Santana Jackson, especially the top 10 moves. That is a phenomenal video. It's like six minutes long. You can literally watch it while you're uh, going down the cell phone YouTube rabbit hole that everybody in the world does these days. I don't know how, how much I've, how many hours of my life I've lost by Googling <laughs> random stuff. On, on, yeah. It's, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. But Santana, thank you so much, my friend. Like I said, you are now a member of the Straight Talk family. I enjoyed this conversation, and there's definitely going to be a part two. I can guarantee you that. Ladies and gentlemen, you. peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you all next time. Love, peace, and chicken grease. <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm outer space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my favorite